Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. I'm Carl, I'm an addict. June 15th, finding and extending acceptance. Regardless of who we are, where we've been, or what we've done, we find in Narcotics Anonymous a place of empathy, acceptance, welcome, and belonging. Guiding principles, tradition to spiritual principles. When we get to NA, so many of us are thinking, oh man, what happens when they find out I did that? Or maybe it's, what if they find out I wasn't that bad? Either way, and everywhere in between, most of us come to Narcotics Anonymous in fear. We are afraid of being judged for who we are and what we've done. We're concerned we'll be asked, why are you here? There would be no point in answering that question since we're already convinced that we'll be misunderstood. We fear that we won't belong in NA, and in many cases, we hope that we don't, so we can carry on using and not have to face our problems. Instead of being denied entry, we hear that the only requirement for us to belong is the desire to stop using. All the group wants to know is what we want to do about our problem and how we can help. No one asks for our addiction resume. If we said that we'll leave all the judgment at the door, we'd be kidding ourselves. We are human beings after all. Instead, despite our judgments, our differences, and our histories, we are welcomed and accepted. People have compassion for us, and it seems genuine. Later we begin to see ourselves in newcomers. We empathize with them and welcome them just as we were welcomed. They are enveloped in the love members show one another as they learn to love and accept themselves. And they accepted me. Today I will ask myself, what can I do to be more welcoming to my fellow addict? Thanks for allowing me to read. All right, here we go. So uh, so our guest is, is Lisa R. today. What's happening, Lisa? Hi, Douglas. Very happy to be here again. Couldn't be more excited. Couldn't be more excited. I'm glad you're here too. So, so Lisa, let, let the listeners know um, a little bit, bit about you. Where are you at? Clean date? Meetings are you going to? With your home group? Hit us with that. Yeah, all right. Um, so my clean date is May 16th, 2020. And I attend meetings virtually, um, primarily through the Highlands and Islands groups of NA, which is um, which is actually just celebrated 10 years of online meetings, which is amazing. Um, and I attend most of the, their meetings and I consider a, like quite a few of them my home group. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't so we're them talking all. about that. We're talking about not here in the here in the States. We're over in, in Europe, right? Yeah. Shetland is- Islands. Yeah. I am in Shetland Isles. Yes, that's right. Okay. I am. As, as we can tell from the accent. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Lisa, we're going, to, we're going to pivot now. June 15th, 
Can you share your thoughts on finding and extending acceptance? Yeah, it's an interesting reading that. I, I seem to always get acceptance themed like um <laughs> like meditations when I do a podcast episode. Um it's um I remember like like coming into the meetings, I really didn't, I really didn't think I belonged. I mean, maybe I, you know, like it says in the reading, I was kind of looking for reasons why I didn't belong because it just seemed easier to go out and use, you know. Um but I did, I did feel worried about things. Like I remember being really worried because I'd never used intravenously. And I thought that that made me really different. Um, I mean, I, my main addiction was to um, prescription medication, you know, opiates, which um, yeah, that was, I was physically addicted to them. And that was, that was what really brought me to my knees, but I used all other drugs in between and whatever else I could get my hands on. But I kind of was fixated on the fact that well, it was prescription drugs, you know, like it's, it's not, maybe I'm not the same as everybody else. And, and, um, and my, also my, my lifestyle was very different. I mean, when I was younger, I did the whole kind of partying and drug taking thing, but as I got older, I, well, I got ill, um, when I was 22, um, I, I got ME. And so for the last 12 years of my life, I've kind of progressively gotten more and more kind of I, I was going to say disabled and I don't like using that word but yes disabled and and, and kind of ill um so my drug taking was very much like indoors and um I wasn't like I'm 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 bed bound housebound I wasn't able to to leave the house so a lot of my drug taking was like orders coming in you know like getting it any way that way I could but it felt very different to what I was hearing from other people and I and I I also felt really ashamed to be honest about the reality of my situation with my health um and I just yeah just it made me feel different and that was a big hang up I had for a long time but I can say this not one person ever made me feel like I was different like no one has ever made me feel like that. I, I honestly can't think of one time I've ever been made to feel by by someone in any that I'm different. Um, I feel like when I was you, just. So what were you doing? You were comparing yourself. Like you were making those comparisons, right? Like kind of like yeah. that internal monologue that that we have of like, hey, this is so different than mine, so I must not be right. Yeah. And that, that that's kind of the the lie that keeps going in like every year, not just like what we've used, the amount we use, how much money we have, who we're having sex with, what job we have, you know, all this stuff is like that monologue that goes on inside is you have different than me. I must not be doing it right. I must not be good enough. I must not, right. I don't meet the cut. I don't meet the cut. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so the, the inward unmanageability, you know, how in the flat book, the step working guide, step two, you know, ask about this, um, step one, asked about the, the, the inward unmanageability, right? Like how that looked, were you able to start relating that maybe the outside experiences, you know, weren't, weren't kind of syncing up. Did you identify with folks when they were sharing about that inward unmanageability? Yeah. Yes, I did because my life was completely unmanageable. I felt like mine was very differently unmanageable to everybody else like I'm I was I'm very different and special and unique but once I actually start, once I kind of broke that down a little bit and started really listening and opening my mind a little bit I could hear the similarities you know people 
people aren't weren't able to function or, or get out of bed or have conversations with people or, or all these kind of things and that was like me I wasn't you know I wasn't eating properly I, I could have been because I could have had help to have three meals a day I wasn't doing that I completely stopped caring about all of my personal care my self-care none of that mattered and I heard that from other people you know the, the similarities are are greater than differences in a lot of ways you know like it's and when I hear that, when I listen for that, it's 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 about my perspective on it, you know. Um, but people have just been super accepting of every anything. Like nobody's ever asked me to explain myself, like what, why are you here, and like why why are you like bed in your bed, like what are you doing, you know? I have family members that say that to me, but nobody's ever said that to me in NA. Um, you know, everything's been I've been done virtually. You know, I've I've I met my sponsor and like on an online meeting. We just just talk on the phone or you know message. So it's um and like oh, that's just, I've never met somebody in NA like face to face before. Um, but I I feel such a deep sense of connection to it anyway. You know, I've still I've stuck around because of the love and acceptance and empathy that I've found in in the rooms. You know, I I really feel like I found that. My sponsor was amazing. Like before she was my sponsor. She would phone me up, you know, after the after my first meeting, she'd phone me up and say, you know, there's another meeting on tonight. Why don't you come to it? Why don't you come to this meeting? I was like, oh, okay, I suppose I could do that. I might never have gone to it, you know, if she hadn't done that. She would message me. She really made an effort. She's um uh, she's been amazing. And we've done all our step work over the phone, you know, like it's but it's it it works and it's it's um it's incredible. You know? Lisa, that, that's and that, that that that's beautiful. It really is, is. It's beautiful. It's powerful. And so we have some folks listening who are who are who maybe are just starting that journey, or they're doing a lot of virtual meetings, and you know, for for whatever the circumstance, you know, that and 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 that's where they're at. What was that? What was that piece like? Um, being able to start sharing, you know, in in this virtual setting, you know, hitting the unmute and saying, hey. I'm an addict. My name's Lisa. And, you know, here, here's all my stuff. Like, how do we get from, how do we get from saying, okay, I'm going to passively participate in this meeting, which means I'm going to, you know, I have my little box, you know, in, in the meeting. I'm not going to do any readings. I'm not going to share, you know, that that's where we're at. How do we get to where you're talking about, man, I, I'm participating, I'm sharing, I'm making connections. I'm getting a sponsor. Like what happens there? Yeah, right. That that is a hard place to be in when you're stuck in like I can't participate. I mean, I've been there where I'm just like, I can't do this. Like just that fear of um, just being judged or looking bad. I think I think for me, like I just had to. It, it's I it depend. I think it's like how much how much do you want to be clean? Like how much do you want to get better? Like that's what I would think to myself. Like I need this. You know, like I saw that these people around me. I could, I could, I could hear that they had gone through the same things. Maybe not specifically, but they had, they knew addiction. They, you know, they they knew that how bad it was. I I believed them that they were clean and that they were healing themselves, and I wanted that. And so, you know, I heard like, you know, you've got you know got to be prepared to go to any lengths to stay clean. And I thought I I just need to I just need to do this. And so like, 
even though I guess I get, I still get nervous about sharing and I just want to sit back and I don't want to do any, don't want to say anything. I've got like a bad attitude, you know, like, no, I'm not doing this, but I force myself to, I like just like literally just force my hand onto the unmute button and I say my name and then I say, you know, I'm really nervous and I don't want to share, but I know, you know, I need to share, you know. And that helps you by kicking that out by just letting me sit. Yeah, just saying it straight out. I'm frightened right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, it is kind of funny when we think about like the, the, the things we will put in our system to change how we feel or, or, or to not feel at all and the lengths that we would go to with that. Right. To, to looking at now I get nervous and all that would have gone to shit, you know, it's like, it's so strange. It's so funny how we can be so careless and reckless in active addiction and then getting clean is like, Oh, what if I don't quote the basic text, right? Or, Oh, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or what if I say something in, in the room doesn't laugh or something like this? It's like, it's like, yeah. stop it. It is kind of funny, right? When we take a step back and look at ourselves, it's like, what the hell, what are we doing here? So Lisa, what, what's your experience then? Um, you know, the, the, at the bottom of, of the reading, it talks about like, Hey, what can I do to be more welcoming? to my fellow addict. Now, I know you had an awesome sponsor who, who was like, Hey, let me, I'm reaching out to you. I'm letting you know where meetings are. I mean, that's awesome. That's like, you know, in recovery is really, it's a high contact sport. It's a high touch, high love, high contact sport. You know, it is, it's not something of like, Hey, you know, um, we'll see you around type of deal. So how, how are you doing that? Like, how are you being that the lady who did that for you, how are you being that? Yeah, I, I try to kind of emulate the way that she treated me. You know, it's like in the in the literature it says, you know, I, I want I freely give what was so freely given to me. Right. There's me misquoting literature now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but I try and do that. I try and do that same thing for um for any newcomers that I kind of come in contact with. And um I just try to remember how I was treated, you know, and and also to kind of put myself in their shoes. I think that's really important when I when I see somebody new come in. I'm trying to remember, like, how did I feel on that first meeting? Like, what was what was that like for me or in my first week or in my first month? You know, it's scary. You know, you feel like so different than everybody else. And it seems like everybody else gets along and and is friends and. You know, I I was like, I just I just want to be friends with everyone. <laughs> but you know, it, it all that stuff takes time. I try to reach out in meetings. If I see somebody new in a meeting, I'll send them a message, just say, welcome to the meeting, you know, really glad you're here. Um, if they share and I'll I'll maybe send them my, my number and and just say, you know, do you want to connect? And um and I'll reach out and I do send links to meetings to to many people. No, oh, that's just, good too. Letting them know, like, hey, this meeting's happening. There, you know, and folks who didn't get—I heard the term "getting clean on the screen," which is such a cool term. You know, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I heard that. Heard that a couple of months ago. Clean on the screen. So, but folks who who like myself who didn't get clean on the screen, man, I have a lot. And, and folks like me, we have a lot to learn um, about exactly what you're talking about you know, you, you have this experience and you have this way of like, Hey, I know to, to reach out, you know, number meeting links, Hey, let's, let's go to this other virtual meeting, you know, things like this to where it's like, um, if we didn't get clean on the screen, we're, we're playing catch up. We have a lot to learn 
about how to navigate, you know, reaching out and, and, and showing that, that attraction piece of it um, uh, that, that we just didn't get clean with, you know, that, that, that we didn't get clean. Are, do you, I get this would be the last question. Have you been welcome, welcomely received by other people when you do that? Or, or, or do people hit you with like, um, yeah, hey, you know what? I'm good. I'm just checking out the meeting. Like, what's that been like? I don't think anybody's been like that with me. A lot of people don't message back or they leave the meeting. And I think, oh, is it because I sent that message? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Maybe. And I have a lot of phone numbers in my phone of like all these names of people. I have no idea who they are anymore. <laughs> like, I don't like who are these people. Oh, that you exchange um, like during the meeting or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got tons of numbers. I'm not sure yeah. who, who most of them are, but um, most people are pretty receptive, I think. Yeah, I've not had anybody act any strange way. Everybody's been pretty receptive. And uh, I actually, um, there's a meeting that I helped start, that like an IP, IP meeting that, um, that we do on mm -hmm. Thursdays. And um, I try and invite people to that. And I send the IP with, you know, with the, the link. And I sent it to somebody that was a newcomer at one of the other meetings I went to. And she said in her chair how much it meant to her that I had done that because it made her feel like she was part of, that she belonged honestly it made me cry like I, I was so glad there was no cameras because I was like tearing up it made me so emotional to think that I might be able to help somebody you know because like that's all I really want to do <laughs> you know I just I just like that I can help somebody even if it's in these small ways you know thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world, stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm -hmm.